Hey gang, this is Mike Totorella, otherwise known as Lucci, and you are listening to the Refill and Chill podcast. Stay tuned for a sneak preview of Banger Aid Volume 3. I need a refill. <laughs> Too many of them. What are we going to do? You and the chosen one! This is the way. Welcome back to another episode of Refill and Chill, the Star Wars Saturday edition. I'm your host, Dylan Fields. My co-host, Brandon Park, is awfully tardy today. He will be here shortly, but I am joined by two lovely, beautiful guests. All the way from Dallas, Texas, we have the Alex Hale. And from Cleveland, Ohio, we have the Mike Tortorella. Boys, welcome back to the show. We are just talking about um, Alex's... um, embarkment to the star wars store down in dallas please continue tell us all about it oh gosh so it's called the holocron shop it's in fort worth actually because that's where i'm actually living right now very weird that like it's the dallas fort worth area it's all connected still learning a lot um but man it is amazing for anyone who's a star wars fan and knows the memorabilia they literally have anything you can think of i was selling before the show Two Revenge of the Jedi posters, multiple like original 1970s A New Hope, different languages, posters. I end up getting two uh, cheaper posters, the one they missed an autograph. It's a Empire Strikes Back special edition signed by the artist himself. Uh, so that was actually a really nice one. And then a 1991 promotional star wars uh photo which was the first star wars photo i ever saw and i was instantly hooked which i later found out that the value on both of those is much more than what i paid for them so uh that was actually really good but they had anything you can think of uh i was telling before the mini figurines from the 70s they have full like life-size you know models of i showed you photos don't a yeah. Han Solo and Carbonite, Darth Maul. They had a Jar Jar one for fun, a Darth Vader. I mean, like, mm. it was literally the greatest store ever. And then for me, the ultimate throwback, and it, this is so off the wall, they had the entire Pepsi collection of the Phantom Menace yeah. collection. I remember collecting that in 2000, and it was insanity. Oh, look who decided to join, and he's missing out on the greatest Star Wars store in the history of history. I heard Pepsi and Phantom Menace, so I was jealous I missed it. So <laughs> I didn't even get to tell you this, Brandon. So now I get to tell it a second time. So there's a store down here in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh-huh. I got to send you the photos. Bro, it is the most amazing Star Wars store ever. It's called the Holocron Shop. It is yeah. unbelievable. I got two posters from it. I'll send you the photos of them. Uh, but they have anything you can think of. I've some of the figurines from the 70s, life-size like models of, you know, Vader, Hansel, Carbonite. Sorry, I'm repeating myself for the pod, but you know, a little bit of everything and posters. You'll freak out on this one. They had two Revenge of the Jedi posters. Really? Framed. 
like ready to go. original movie posters original movie posters it, they're selling for a thousand bucks right now oh you wow said their was a death star garbage can but i think it should have been a trash compactor myself <laughs> oh yeah that too they have outside the store there is a garbage can that's in the shape of the second death star firing the laser it's amazing i i went back again just to walk through it feels like a museum when you're walking through. You don't even need to buy anything. Just walk through there. I mean, they had freaking paper plates from the 70s. Still <laughs> intact. Oh, wow. In cases. I'm like, wait a minute. And they had like the cassettes from, you know, the books that you would read. I'm like, wait a minute. And then uh, what was it? They had the entire series. I almost bought this. The uh, Young Jedi collection from the 90s, oh, the yeah. books. And I almost bought because I remember reading those. And that's the uh, legacy story. It's not the canon one. It's legacy. So, man, it, it just, I, there's so many things I need to go back for. But uh, I ended up getting two posters. And I, I couldn't do any more because I was like, I'm going to spend way too much money here. I, I, I'll come back and get some more. But... Yeah. I'll stop for now. Wait till we're you see the posters. Texas, yep. Yeah. We're going to get paper plates for Brandon Park's birthday party. Yeah. There, there we go. So, Mike, what's been up with uh, volume three? How's it coming along? So, volume three has been working its way through. I have some new samples I'm sure I'll, I'll send you. Um, but so far, so great. I've actually been on a little bit of a job hunt. I signed up for ZipRecruiter. Cool. Um, like earlier this week and I got like four interviews in a day. And, um, so that was just, it's kind of been taking up my time this week, but I am trying to get volume three out before, um, the season for spring break, because if I can time that up just perfect, I mean, that should, that should catapult it off in a, in a good direction. So it's almost done. It's probably like 65% done. So sweet. Um, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, I'll send you some some goody stuff to throw at the end of this. I'm looking forward to hearing it. I always look forward to listening to it on SoundCloud. Everybody check out Lucci on SoundCloud. Brandon, you have to fill in Alex on your puppy and her name. Oh, yeah. I'll show you her real quick. She's over here on the bed. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> here. Princess Leia, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Say hi. Hello, Leia. Been liking to talk all day. Now you're shy. <laughs> she's camera shy. Wow, she's a better actor already than the. She feels the disturbance in the force. Yeah, Literally. she's a better actor than Rose already. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, we're going there already. And somehow Palpatine returned. <clears throat> so again. <laughs> That is the title of today's episode for the Bad Batch episodes seven and eight. We are calling it Somehow Palpatine Returned. We have two episodes to talk about. Great to have everybody here for our panel. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of Bad Batch, and then we're going to get together after this show and talk a little bit about the Super Bowl on Hold My Bev podcast with Brandon Park. Um, but for starters, guys, Bad Batch episode seven. I thought right out the gate, I heard Palpatine's voice in the council. I don't know if you guys, if that was actually his voice or not, but I figured we would get him eventually. 
But Alex did bring up a good point. Anytime he comes on the show, Palpatine returns. <laughs> he does, in fact, return. And we didn't even have to make it up on the podcast. <laughs> but he comes back in the right to- uh, context this time, at least. He doesn't yes. just magically we'll give- appear. Yes. It actually works with the story this time. Yes. So with episode seven, we see a Coruscant Cantina with a bunch of clones, which we saw in the Clone Wars. This is not a new setting. Um, some clones are talking about things going on. Um, they step outside. There's blasters, you know, bolting and attacking these clones. It's almost like there's an assassin after them. We then find out there is an assassin following them. Um, the assassin is then um, stunned and it's by Rex. We get to meet this new, uh, I guess not even new, the Senator, what was her name? Uh, Senator Chuchi. Yes, Chuchi. Yep. She was yeah. in the original Clone Wars. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we've seen her before. <clears throat> so welcome back. Uh, it was always good to see Bail Organa. Um, this first of the two episodes, I won't lie, I was not the biggest fan of. The Agreed. second of the two, I was like blown away. That was an incredible episode. Um, but I did feel a little slightly like creeped out that this clone who, you know, did the cyanide pill. I mean, who, who's hired? I mean, it's got to be Palpatine. But who's hiring this rogue clone to assassinate other clones? It's just crazy. That was like the only the biggest thing I took away from these two episodes was who hired this guy? Well, That's if I understood question. that correctly, that clone was originally like grown up. It didn't it wasn't raised like a normal clone. Like they made certain clones to kill clones that went like a wall or rogue. Oh, because mm-hmm. it's untraceable. Yeah, it does have a number. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Go back to we have Rampart, which I I had a feeling Rampart's reign was going to end soon. You know, he's figuring this all out in the streets uh, with this masked assassin. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. See, this episode was not my favorite. Uh, I'm really surprised that you didn't um like episode seven. It, I don't know what it was about it. I, see, I, I thought I'm it was not... perfect. I thought it was the perfect setup going for episode seven into episode eight. Granted, if I didn't know that they were going to release two episodes, I I would be with you. I'd be with. That's you. it. That's the way I'm viewing this. This is not. Episode seven, eight. This is all one big episode, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Seven, seven, eight. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's just one big episode. I mean, I saw it at, during my lunch break at work. I was able to watch both. And the first part agreed. It was like, okay, wh- I know this is a setup for eight. Where are you going? And it's funny, the person I'm sitting next to, I warn him, I said, watching Star Wars. If I lose my mind a little bit, please forgive me. And halfway through it, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? And then the big reveal, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So that made eight much better, but it adds everything together. And that's what that's Dave Filoni's uh, specialty. And as Mike Totorella says, if it ain't Filoni, it's baloney. Um, (laughs) and if i'm being listen guys if i'm being honest about with these two episodes um i'm not gonna lie when i saw the first one i thought maybe bad bash was like as a i i'm gonna get so much shit for this i'm i'm sorry i thought i was like oh because i've liked bad batch so far 
Um, and I was like, wow, this, maybe this is taking the show's taking a turn for the worse. Like maybe they're, maybe the quality's dipping a little bit. Like I just didn't know what to expect. The setup for episode eight, I, I, I get what they were doing. I think it could have been paced better. Um, and I also think, um, the, the episode itself, like some of the shots were like, it didn't, it didn't seem as quality, like. Um, instead of like having the big bustling sitting in the background or, or like all these big scenes that it was like more focused up. So the art wasn't really able to be showcased, I thought, but they redeemed themselves with the second episode. So those shots just got suppressed. So for anyone who's, you know, telling me I'm full of shit because, you know, I thought the quality was different just for a little bit. Um, I'm sorry that I doubted Filoni. I, I will never do that again, but I, but I stand by that. I think that seven could have still been uh, paced a little bit better. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're yeah, no there. argument. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, Brandon, lead us into episode eight. Uh, okay, so episode eight, um, we're back with the crew, and basically the crew gets a call from Rex that he needs them on Coruscant. Um, they're pretty sketched out about that, especially since the Empire thinks that they're dead. Um, but they just and honestly just say F it and then just go there anyways, just because it's Rex. Um, so then they're on the case. They have to break into Rampart ship, uh, to get the info, um, on the Camino attacks that they need. Um, they somehow make it out of there through an escape pod. I don't know how clones weren't right on that escape pod right when it landed. Personally, that's the yeah. only nitpick that I would have with that episode. Actually, uh, I can kind of, I can kind of debunk that. They shot all of them off, so they don't know which one they're going in. So right that's that's true that's true yeah yeah but there were clones not that far away from that escape pod too if you go back and watch it i mean they weren't right next to it but i would have thought that they would have gone to the one that they were closest to rather than oh let's go to this one over here but i agree Brent. yeah i mean overall i mean i'm not gonna nitpick too hard on that um so they give um Chichi was it Chichi? I thought it was Chuchi, but Chuchi, yes, Chuchi. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um they give Chuchi Yeah. Yes. Yes, Senator Chuchi. Um basically the video and all of the Senate gets to see the attacks on Camino. Ramparts arrested immediately as Palpatine just rises, um, finally makes his appearance in this uh series. Other than a hologram. Yep. Um, and basically this sets him up perfectly um to phase out the clones. It was honestly it was beautiful. Really? It was constructed. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, okay, if this messes up, like this just makes it even easier to get rid of clones. Yeah, because once they revealed it, my question was, okay, so how does he get the stormtroopers then when he comes up? It was like, and that's how he does it. So <laughs> Yeah, because the clones just did it on command like any good soldier would. Good soldiers yep. follow orders. You ever seen those memes that are like uh, buildings on fire? And it was like me after I write my mixtape. And so <laughs> there was there was a tweet today that was like a car on fire. And it was like Ian McDermott leaving the studio after uh, taking five minutes to slay that uh, monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Got my paycheck again. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah, basically to end the episode, um, the crew is pretty upset um, because they feel like they're at blame for being the reason that clone troopers are being phased out. 
Um, but even more surprising, I don't necessarily want to say surprising, actually, but I honestly didn't expect it. Um, Echo ends up staying with Rex. Um, I didn't. I did not expect batch. that. I knew something was going to happen. I thought he was going to die, maybe. Well, but... it's funny because in the beginning, when we did our preview for the season, we were questioning, you know, where, how does the Bad Batch break up, or how does it all end? You know, because they're not in anything that we know of yet going forward here. You know, they have to either die or go on, you know, their own AWOL um, adventure. And it's already crazy that we see Crosshair step away. Now Echo steps away. They're slowly, I mean, kind of moving away. So it was interesting to see that already. And it's only the eighth episode in, and we still have eight more. Um, Yeah, I will. I will. I'm sorry, Dylan. Did you have more to say? Nope. I will say that Echo was at least not an OG Bad Batch member. Right. And it also pays homage to the Clone Wars when they save him and Rex yeah. want him to go with them. And he said, no, this is where I belong right now. And now he's saying after, you know, Rex saying, I need help. He's like, this is where I belong now. So he goes on his own path. The one thing that I give Star Wars theory, it, I'm going to give him some credence on this. I think he's not on the wrong path. I wouldn't mind seeing a Rex and Echo series because as far as I know from Rebels, Echo is not with them when the when they find him in Rebels. No, he's not. So we don't know what Echo's end story is. Now, could we see it later maybe in the season if they have to help him on a tight spot? Possibly. But I'm curious to know what's Echo's end game here. Yeah. yeah, I don't think this is their end in the series whatsoever. Um, no. Definitely, they're going to run into each other at some point um, throughout the season still, yet again. Um, gonna, and I know gonna... we're going to get Cody at some point again, too. They they yep. can't just tell everyone, oh, he went able. Even Crosshair, I think, will come back. I think Crosshair will come back at one point. Yeah. That would be sick. Um, I wanted to just add really quick, firstly, the fact that you can have like so many different shows taking place inside the Clone Wars universe and have them all be woven together so well, regardless of like you have a bad episode, whatever it is. But like the fact that this is still impactful for the whole universe of Star Wars is fantastic. And I can't wait to see where the next eight go. I also wanted to say, um, and I'm sure you guys know this, Ian McDermott came back to play to voice uh, Palpatine in this. Um, before it was Ian Abercrombie who passed away and then Tim Curry filled the role for a while and they toyed with getting Ian McDermott back, but I'm, I'm glad he's back yeah. and maybe he did stuff a little bit before this too. I'm not sure. Maybe they teased it a little bit, but I mean, it felt like Palpatine ripped oh, yeah. right off. It yes. felt right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tim so, Curry is, it did not feel right. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely tried. I mean, Ian Abercrombie. He tried. Died, so. He made a good attempt, but it just didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to say that that's that bringing him in for this, like, and Ian McDermott. I mean, he he loves it, dude. He he just gets so excited, man. His his face. He's old. He's wrinkly. Now he's looking like a Palpatine in real life. Like they got to suture his face to the, to the back of his head so it doesn't slide off his skull. But I'll tell you what. He loves everything about the role, and he uh, he does a fantastic job 
uh, voice acting him, and he probably will when we see them again next. I've got this hunch that in the Ahsoka series, we're going to get some Tamora Morrison playing Captain Rex again. It would be really cool if we see um, a transition period between now and Rebels and her finding uh, Ezra, maybe a live-action Echo, too. Get the first live-action Bad Batch member. That'd be kind of cool. That would be sick. I'm all for it. I just love that Tim Morrison's back, like, playing, like, as the uh, homeless <laughs> the homeless guy in Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. What's your mind? Um, today... Oh, sorry. Go no, I didn't go ahead. It was nothing serious. <laughs> Is anything on this show? Um, yes. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, do we know who's playing Ezra? No. Not I thought that was reported. They had a rumor. I only rumored, but yeah. I don't think only confirmed. rumored. Yeah, nothing. Who do we want to play Ezra? That's a good question. Oh God, Mike Tortorella. Um, <laughs> Call me up, baby. <laughs> I haven't had any. I haven't had any dream fan casts. I just I liked who they rumored. I uh, yeah. I I actually so you're gonna laugh, but I actually thought that um the guy who played don't laugh, please don't laugh. But the guy who played Aladdin in the live action remake actually. I think that's who it is. That is that's who it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. That's the rumor. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I swear to God, I didn't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at you. Well, well, I, I, you can't say I didn't call it then, because I, I mean, no it idea, has to be, I'm... it has to be somebody on Disney payroll right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and those characters are kind of similar in general, and yeah. uh, I only saw. Once because I thought it was not good, but well, I got a, I got a lot of Aladdin vibes in the first season of it. That city yeah. that Ezra lived in was a lot like Aladdin's city. Oh yeah, Lothal. Oh yeah, yeah, Lothal. I actually want to go back Rebels. and watch that. It's I will the be best series. Yeah, I'll be rewatching it before Ahsoka comes out. I I need more Thrawn. I, I've been I've been telling anyone who has not watched it who is a fan. I'm like. You have to watch Rebels. Nothing is going to make sense unless if you watch. Because, again, the big rumor is, will they use the veil of the Force? And Mm -hmm. I think with the recent reports of how bad Indiana Jones is going and somebody's getting the axe finally because she failed, I think they're going to use it. Well, that would bring... Because that's how they brought back Ahsoka, right? Yep, and this is how they're going to erase the sequels. Either that, or they'll bring back uh, Ben Solo, or they'll bring back anybody. They could bring back fucking Darth Vader if they wanted to. I think they're just going to use it to erase the sequels. They're going to do something really small that people are going to think is insignificant. But it's going to be the diehards are going to see the timeline has completely changed. Yeah. And now, so can you guys explain that to me? Because I actually have not been following the force veil or the veil of the force or whatever it's called a little bit. And I, I know it's probably super extensive, so you can trim it down a little bit, but I've seen rebels. I've seen a lot of that stuff. So, so what is it? So basically it's a 
it's a separate reality. It's almost like its own dimension where you see events past and I believe present and future. And in the show, we, as we all believe, Ahsoka dies at the hands of Darth Vader in the first battle. Well, in the Veil of the Force, he sees the battle and uh, Ezra reaches into the Veil, grabs Ahsoka, so he enters this reality, pulls her out of it, and she's now vanished from that reality. Therefore, she's saved. She isn't killed. Yeah, she was... So he, you can do anything to pull somebody out of that reality and pull them into the current world. Now, whether you play some back or not is the question, which I would have to believe is possible. So the timeline isn't messed up. But in this scenario, Ahsoka was saved. She comes back, and that's why we have Ahsoka now, because Ezra saved her, and that's why she's looking for him, because Ezra saved her life. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so that makes sense. So at the end of <laughs> Rebels, when Ezra is in that, like, dark room and with, like, all the lines, and you got the owl, yep. or... it's Forgive me, it's been a minute since I've seen Rebels, but that's the scene you're talking about? And yes. like... Rebels, where Vader has the chip, which was attempted in Kenobi, but sucked, in my opinion. Um, it's sort of a knockoff. But that scene where Ahsoka and Vader are fighting, and, and he's like, okay, all right. She was supposed to die there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. God, dude, that's that would be... Oh, man, that's a good It would be the ultimate... It's the ultimate middle finger to Kathleen Kennedy if that happens. If that were to happen, I mean, like, I think the actors of the sequels... I think at this point, it's clear as day. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit what happens. So yeah. guess what? You have full clearance. Well, you could bring Bob back Iger's all the, Yeah, you could bring back all the actors, even tell um, Finn, hey, we might, uh, we might actually have a new role for you. Maybe uh, the lightsaber, uh, if you come back, we got a whole new reality. And then, boom, he's back. But redo the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> Free money. Somebody pulled Mace Windu right before you went splat. And uh, that's oh, oh, I wish. Who Wait a minute. No, Who he didn't go this? splat. He didn't go splat. He's alive. No, Jedi's don't go splat. He Jedi's took Grogu. Oh, here we Somehow go. Grievous returned. <laughs> Darth Maul? Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. That'd be crazy. Darth Maul is Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it makes sense, but I actually kind of want to see it now. Well, no, that was originally the purpose of Grievous, actually. Oh, yeah. Now you say that. But then they scrapped it. Yeah. I, like I just want to see Jar Jar come back with Force Lightning. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the veil of the Force is. You're not going to die. <laughs> We've never seen the end of him, so there's still a chance. We've never seen he him die. He's technically still alive, but we see him in the Bad Batch. Oh, oh. that'd be great. That'd be great. Well, we are actually, actually, though, I think according to Lore, real quick, he was actually exiled after. Oh, yeah. Uh, Palpatine. Yeah. So, no way you're going to see him. Probably not. Depends but, if they made that canon or not, though. Yeah. They never really, yeah, they didn't talk about it. We Mike, I do apologize. 
Like never I apologize, know. we had uh, not enough time to talk about Jedi Survivor, unless you can give me your minute and a half pitch. All right, really quick. They released a new trailer, and it looks absolutely sick. You can see the sweat on his brow. The gameplay looks sick. They're adding new things. Uh, they're adding sort of a mall-esque lightsaber throw concept. Uh, who's the droid? He looks adorable. They gave him more functionality, too, with BB-8. the features and the things. Not BB. No, no. Um, B2? No, B. Uh, the BD droid. BD. Whatever it is. Whatever its name is. Anyway, the footage looks absolutely insane, and I urge everybody to go go watch trailers. Go buy this game. It's going to be absolutely sick. I think it comes out. Um, oh, when does it come out? April 20th. Um, oh, April? Okay. Thank you, because I already have uh, Pikmin 4 to play, and um, Breath of the Wild is coming out, so I, I, need, I need time. Um, but, yes, it looks sick, and it's all canon, and maybe it'll allude to where Cal is in the current universe. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Boom. Well, if you guys want to hear more of us, we're going to continue our conversation, but on hold my Bev, uh, that episode is out right now on Spotify and Apple and wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm Dylan Fields. Thank you, Alex Hale, Mike Totorell and Brandon, as always for joining refill and chill the star Wars Saturday edition. Peace. Peace. And I will never change I couldn't even if I want to For you There's nothing left to say If I was you, if I was you Then I was dead